0: Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible. Today is day 342. We're reading 1 Corinthians chapters 5 through 8 today. Your hosts are Dave Moore and Marianne Sia. This is the Daily Reader for day 342, 1 Corinthians chapters 5 through 8. If Paul's rebuke of the Corinthian church surprised you yesterday, be warned, the fare is even heavier today. The first chapter focuses on a case of sexual immorality, with a charge to purge the evil person from among you. The first half of chapter 6 takes on the issue of believers taking one another to court before returning to sexual concerns in the second half and carrying that through for another chapter. Notice Paul's personal concern in the middle of chapter 7 that I want you to be free from anxieties. Our reading ends with a concern about making others stumble by eating meat that has been offered to idols, which we'll address more tomorrow. The Corinthian letters are not mere case studies. They deal with real events taking place in a real church. Place yourself in the room when the Corinthian church reads this letter, not as a mere intellectual exercise, but because that's what Paul himself would have to do undoubtedly some would be upset that Paul had come after them personally perhaps some would take up their cause that Paul has no business questioning their freedom others would be delighted that Paul had weighed in on what they perceived as corruption within their midst and still others might just wish the whole thing would go away today's accusations are even more disturbing and personal than yesterday's Chloe's people and perhaps others have given Paul some heavy details. What impact would calling people out so boldly and publicly have on this fragile foothold? Paul apparently thought confrontation necessary. Consider the history of the Christian Church at least through chapter 18 of Acts where this letter and the Acts story intersect and appropriate background to Paul's response. Perhaps telling is his accusation that opens chapter 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among the pagans. As well as the rhetorical challenge in chapter 6, can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? These hint that Paul is as disappointed in the church itself as he is concerned about the offenses at hand. Our verse for this week is Genesis one one, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 1 Corinthians 5-8, now let's read it.
1: 1 Corinthians chapter 5, it is actually reported that there is a sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit. And as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present, first corinthians chapter 6 when one of you has a grievance against another does he dare go to the law before the unrighteous instead of the saints or do you not know that the saints will judge the world and if the world is to be judged by you are you incompetent to try trivial cases do you not know that we are to judge angels how much more then matters pertaining to this life But you yourselves wrong and defraud, even your own brothers. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, It is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman, but because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now as a concession, not a command, I say this, I wish that all were as myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single, as I am, but if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. To the married I give this charge, not I but the Lord. The wife should not separate from her husband, but if she does, she should remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband and the husband should not divorce his wife. To the rest I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever, and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever, and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such cases, the brother or sister is not enslaved. God has called you to peace. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him, and to which God has called him. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. Were you a bondservant when called? Do not be concerned about it, but if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord as a bondservant is a freedman of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when called is a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it, for the present form of this world is passing away. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit but the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. If anyone thinks he is not behaving properly toward his betrothed, if his passions are strong, and it has to be, let him do as he wishes, let them marry. It is no sin. Yet in my judgment, she is happier if she remains as is. And I think that I too have the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. through whom are all things and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge, but some, through former association with idols, eat food as really offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. Thus, sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible.